For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a thing with the latest Newcastle news, gossip and social stories as they break. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Well, we went to Bladen Races, it was on the 9th of June 1862 on a summer's afternoon We took the bus from Bamboros and she was heavy laden Away we went along Collingwood Street, that's on the road to Bladen Oh, me lads, you should have seen us cannon Passing the folks along the road just as they were standing All the lads and lasses there, always firing the Hello and welcome to CHN Radio episode 148 It's your host to and your boy, Greg Fossil You can follow me at NUFC and this week's podcast will be giving you the news around the NFC To be honest, it's not a lot. We're going to talk formations. We're going to preview more of them. We're going to talk about some odds and ends and BS meters and some hot takes of the week. But we cannot do this alone. It is not possible. Because in order to, to provide something so great for listeners, we must have the best damn coast in the land. And that is, with us today, the best damn coast in the land. Elijah Newsom, how are you doing? I am blessed and highly favored. Uh, just feeling, oh. feeling alive, feeling great. Uh, new week. Um, I've already put the pain behind me of just the events of this past weekend on every front. I mean, it got only worse after Newcastle lost. Um, actually, it was worse before Newcastle lost. So just the whole weekend was a sham for me. And so it's a new week. I got an opportunity to start afresh, start new, get some things done, you know, water the plants, all that good stuff. If you want to follow your boy on Twitter at Elijah underscore news, and you'll get the hottest takes, um, actual hot takes, not the ones that we'll read on this podcast. Um, and of course, uh, funny tweets, things like that. And of course, follow the podcast account at CH and underscore podcasts for all the latest with all of our podcasts, including the false nines, which I'm guessing I, this is false nines week, I think. So they should be dropping like this week as well. Um, and then, of course, the main account at Coming Home in UFC. Um, yes, Greg, where can they follow you? I've already disclosed that. And if you missed it, please rewind and oh. actually stop, exit out, log back into the podcast and press play again. Yeah, yeah, start it over. Yeah. Um, w- while we're doing just site stuff, um, outside of just like normal, like read the stuff we have on the site. Um, Hey, we are recruiting. So if you want to get involved writing or, or anything else, podcasting, that kind of stuff, uh, there's a recruitment article up on the site. Or you can just DM me or Greg or the CHN podcast account. So I think that we should mention that. Um, or if we don't, Brian will get mad. So shout out to us for doing our jobs. Yeah. Congrats <laughs> to us. Congrats. Okay, so we're getting we're gonna get into it now. Um, we have the first thing to talk about the the most highly contested thing that we'll be speaking of is Steve Bruce and his terrible tactics over the weekend. And we've been saying since the first match that Newcastle should not be a four four two team because they're not built that way. We have so much attacking talent that uh, there's well the type of attacking talent that we have 
should solely be focused to a different formation, I believe. So let's talk about that. Um, uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Elijah. What's a, what, what do you think Newcastle's best formation would be? And how do you think it would be most effectively deployed if you were wow. a player or <laughs> uh, that's, manager that's, of Newcastle United? That's a nice wrinkle. I Here's what I'd say. Um, I think – like, okay, I, I'm going to give you two, Greg. I'm going to give you the realistic, like, best formation, I think, um, for Newcastle. Um, and then I'll give you just, like, a wild card formation that, you know, I don't know if it could work. I don't know if it couldn't work, but I think it'd be fun. It's, like, the one I would use in FIFA, try to force Newcastle to play in FIFA. So the actual formation, I think, Newcastle should roll with. Um, we, we have a wealth of attackers, um, and we have a wealth of versatile attackers. Um, you've got all of, pretty much all of your wingers can play on the right or the left, and um, a couple of those attackers can play also on the inside. So it allows you to kind of like really move some things around with a 4-2-3-1, um, which I think it's not really a hot take at all. I think a lot of people would agree it's probably the best formation for Newcastle. It's certainly one of the most balanced formations um, in modern football right now, it's the hot one. Everyone wants to use it. Everyone does use it. Um, and I think it makes the most sense for Newcastle right now, uh, just given the fact that you have a lot of attackers um, that are, are versatile. You can do a lot of wing swaps. And you've got Miguel Amarone's best position to, as a number 10. And you've got a solid backup in Sean Longstaff there at the number 10. And, and when in doubt, you've got other guys who can play at that number 10 role as well. You've got Jeff Hendrick. You've got uh, potentially Alan St. Maxman, guys who are comfortable playing that spot. And it allows you not to be too reliant on um, – oh, well, sorry, it, it, it kind of weakens – or not weakens, it kind of hides the fact that Newcastle don't have striker depth because you're really only relying on, on one attacker and you really only need two good strikers to get you through the season if you play a 4-2-3-1 as opposed to a 4-4-2 where you need, you know, three or four solid strikers to get you through the season if you're playing two strikers every match. Um, I guess how we would set up, uh, do you need to go, like, players? I think the players are pretty obvious here. Um, in a perfect world, Dubrovka and goal, uh, LaSalle's and Fernandez as center back, uh, Mankio and, and Lewis as fullbacks in the middle, uh, Shelby and Shelby and Hayden. And then uh, I would go across the line. Personally speaking, I'd go – St. Maxman, Almiron, Ryan Fraser, Callum Wilson up top. And I think that Newcastle, one thing that they should do more of, like I guess how we play, I think Newcastle should press a little bit more. Um, they have, they're one of the faster teams in the Premier League, um, certainly now. And I think that they've got a lot of guys who are fast that want to work hard and that will work hard for the entire match. And so if you could kind of press strategically, uh, like, I mean, press immediately after you lose possession or press uh, the center backs when they're trying to build from the back. I think that could be something that could be super successful for Newcastle down the road, especially if you allow your midfielders like Shelby and Hayden to kind of stay at home and cover up the mistakes that, that could happen during a press. So that's my realistic one, Greg. Uh, do you have a realistic setup uh, slash play style you'd like to, to see? Yeah, this is something that we've spoken about before. Well, we did this in our season preview, and we've had this conversation just in general, I mean, numerous times because Steve Bruce doesn't seem to have any other – have any plan. So we might, we might as well be the only ones talking about it because the management isn't. Um, but I've always said – I agree with you. I've always said 4 2 three, one I think is the best formation for us and to get into, like, that trap setup. Like I, want, like I said in the preview, I'd love to see us – 
kind of develop a Red Bulls type of style when we play because we have the pace and attacking talent up top to pull it off. So, and we actually, and I, I really do believe in Hayden and Shelby as a holy, holy midfield duo. And I think mm-hmm. like that would be something that we could really take advantage of. And it would be a surprise to a lot of Premier League clubs because I feel like Premier League is a bit archaic, archaic when it comes to style of play when you're in uh, between eighth place and 20th. Um, and the only teams doing something different are the ones that are up three, nothing in the 42nd minute. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, it's pretty much similar stuff that you'll see week to week. I think Newcastle could really catch people off guard if they tried to play a trap high speed, just in your face style. Um, and I think the supporters would appreciate that too. But I think our, our I mean, you have to have Amaran out there. You have to have St. Maximin out there and you, um, have to have Callum Wilson out there and then you can work that between Ryan Fraser and Jeff Hendrick and you have to have a Shelby and a Hayden. Hendrick isn't going to pull that off in, in that role. Um, so one of them are going to Hendrick or Fraser would have to battle it out for that other spot. Uh, that's, that's where I, that's why I think is the best formation for us. Uh, I think Greg, if you could pick three players that you cannot leave off your team sheet and we're including keepers, like, Every time Steve Ruth builds a team streak, team sheet, if all these players, if everyone's healthy, who are the three people that literally should be starting almost every single match for Newcastle? Mm. Uh, and we're including keepers and healthy. including keepers. That's what makes healthy it difficult. Because if it was if it was three outfielders, and I think everyone would kind of have similar answers. But if you include keepers, it kind of limits you to like who are the two most important outfield players for Newcastle right now. And that's a, it's a, it's a bit of a doozy. Um, so we're assuming everyone's healthy. Everyone's healthy. So Dubrovka. Yeah, that's clear. Callum Wilson. Okay. And it's really between Alan St. Maximin and Miguel Amaran for me. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with Alan St. Maximin. I would go Dubrovka, St. Maximin, Almiron, because I think it's just if I, I understand wanting Callum Wilson out there, but I I also could understand like like we've seen that that duo be productive um, when they don't have a number nine like Callum Wilson, uh, like when they have a Dwight Gale, they're still able to create for him, and Newcastle are still able to win. But I, I mean, it was tough. If, if it was, if I think hands down, if we, if I could, if you could choose four players, three outfield players, I think everyone would say Alante Maximin, Miguel Amaron, Callum Wilson, because Callum Wilson's the the best option we have at number nine. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just think like you can still create a ton of chances uh, not having uh, that number nine there, and just hope that literally any other outfield player can be there to score. <laughs> That's what I'm hedging my bets on. It's, it's, a, it's a bold bet, but, I mean, I don't know. It just it seems bizarre to me that Steve Bruce looks at the team sheet and just, like, doesn't think, all right, we need to have Allison Maxman, Miguel Amaron, blah, 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 out there, and he just is like, you know what? We should give Andy Carroll a shot. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's like Notice how we're not talking needs... about them as a must start, right? Yeah, like it's like I mean, and there's no disrespect. I mean, it's 
I like Andy Carroll. I think he's a perfectly capable striker. Actually, I think Andy Carroll's a solid bench player in the Premier League right now. I mean, and that's no disrespect to him. He's north of 30. He's injury prone, blah, blah, blah. He's a great leader, great locker room guy, solid in the air, great to bring on, blah, 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 works hard, whatever. But uh, he, he shouldn't be required to start him mm-hmm. in, by any means. It's to the point where, like, he literally, like, he was only getting – he was getting bonuses for starting last season. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not Steve Bruce. Um, do you have any, like, kind of funky formation you think Newcastle could get away with uh, kind of playing? <laughs> uh, the four four two, like we did against West Ham. Um the other would be like a three five two. I could see us doing a four four wait, a four two two two, where you have basically two attacking midfielders behind two strikers. And you kinda could use Miguel Almiron or Alan St. Maxman as the secondary striker that kind of just floats around and kind of Callum Wilson up top. Or even if you want to go big Andy, I think that's just more suited than the traditional 4-4-2. It leaves a lot to be desired on the wings and requires your fullbacks to work a ton. But fortunately for Newcastle, they have fullbacks who track back pretty well. Um, And a lot of your width comes from them. But I think that'd be interesting. And it's also a solid formation to press with because off the bat, you're able to pretty much press the entire back line and eliminate sort of any options off rip, which is, which is also nice. Um, and I guess last kind of formations tactic questions before we move on for you. Um, this was actually brought up by our, our good friend, Andy. Uh, you can follow him at Andy in UFC. At, wait, at Andy underscore in UFC. I think, wait, no, that's his name. I think it, what's his name. It's like at Andy 87. I don't know. He's, he's a good friend of ours. He'll pr- go to our Twitters. You'll probably see us like retweet him or something. But if you don't know him, you do now, you know, Andy and UFC, blah, blah, blah. Um, He brought up a good question. He said, uh, if Steve Bruce is fired right now, who is a realistic option available to replace him? And I think that's a, that's that's actually a pretty good question. Um, Just given the fact that right now, um, the managerial pool is, is looking kind of dusty. Um, In terms of like available managers, you got Pochettino, and that's kind of it. And so I don't know. I don't know if you have an answer right now, but I just think that's something to think about. Maybe that's a next week come back to it after we've done some research. But it's, I don't know, it's just an interesting one. I mean, some people were saying uh, Chris Hooten, like, because he's available. Um, what's his face from uh, Bournemouth? I forgot his name already. Gosh. Jesse, Jesse Marsh or Oscar Perea? Well, are they available? That's the thing. I mean, I would imagine Jesse Marsh would leave his current role and to Oscar come up. Would. Yeah, they would both leave their current roles. And please, I would love Oscar Perea to not be in. <laughs> like, I'd love that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think those are, are, are great options. Um, Eddie Ho was the person from Bournemouth. I don't know why that How? escaped my How? You know, I'm just – I'm over England. England canceled. <laughs> All of your names are weird. We're done. Canceled. England's canceled. Um, I don't know. I, I think – if in an ideal world, Pochettino, but like he's not coming to Newcastle. Newcastle didn't even reach out to him. Uh, so, um, but I mean, Jesse Marsh would be interesting as well. Um, I don't know. 
I, I, I was just, that was just something that was on my mind and I honestly didn't have a good answer then. I don't have a good answer now, but you seem to have better answers. Um, it'd be cool to get Jesse Marsh. I'd love that. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would. We won't, it would be, it would, yeah. It will never happen. Oh, <laughs> you know, we can do, we can get Tata Martino for a two year rental. Yeah. That'll, there you go. <laughs> hey, Frank DeBoer, he's, he's out there. He's going to be coaching uh, Netherlands. <laughs> mm. All right, let's take a break. We're going to get into our preview of Morecambe Next, uh, which I'm sure everybody's been waiting for. So mm-hmm. let's get to it. Let's do it right after this. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay, the Morecambe Shrimpers. The Shrimps. The Shrimps of Morecambe. Scrimps. The scr- they're scrimping around out here. The Morecambe scrimps. Um, what do you know about Morecambe, Elijah? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. You don't know anything about Morecambe? Like, fucking nothing, dude. Uh, their colors are red and, and white, and they have a shrimp. Um, I want to say they're in the championship right now, maybe. Oh, they're are in, they in league two. Oh, they're in league two. Oh, well, oof. Uh, this this has one nil Newcastle win ri- written all over it. This is this gonna be brutal. Yeah. Um, so it's not not a. I mean, so they won their first league two. Oh match. wait, wait, time out, time out. We've got we've got a player there on loan, Jake Turner, yeah, maybe Jake Turner. Yep. We actually there's other other news as well. Remember Liam Gibson? Oh, he's there. Uh, yeah, he Newcastle released him. He just signed with them either today or yesterday, I can't remember. Either either Monday or Tuesday they signed him. He's ineligible to play. But if you remember Liam, he had like crazy, like serious injury that put him out for like over two years. And he came back and, and went on loan last year with, I believe it was Grimsby Town. And uh, just like he was good, but just wasn't able to cut it for us. And um, Morgan signed him. So he will play in this and neither will Jake because Jake can't play. Uh, but... Morecambe beat Cheltenham Town 2-1 to one in their first League 2 match and then got crushed by Cambridge. Jake Turner starting 5-0. Ooh. Uh, well, that was maybe their last match. Maybe it's good he's not playing against Newcastle. Ugh. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're, they're, they beat in, the, in this cup, they beat Grimsley Town on penalties and then beat Oldham Athletic 1-0. So two League 2 sides that they went up against so far, and now they get us at home. So um, what's your – I mean, do you know any other players on Morecambe? Uh, no, not really. I will say this um, in terms of what we're going to do. Uh, I mean, I'd be shocked if we don't rotate. Um, yeah. Rotate. I could see Dan getting another start. Uh, start. I'd, I'd honestly like to see Newcastle go to the 4 2 3 one with Dan and Maddie in the midfield and Sean at the number 10, um, because it's more, I think it's a little more clear that uh, like we're going to have to start Miguel next, next week. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, sorry, this weekend. Yeah. Again, I'm biased here and I've said I'm biased, but like, I, I just don't understand how you could not start him after his performances in the past three matches um, so, I mean, I think that's personally what I would like to see. I don't really care what we do in defense. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, I'm, one thing to note, um, Greg, this is something that's going to be interesting. I don't know how this really affects uh, 
see Bruce's wins. Um, but uh, Jamal Lewis was not in training today. Uh, he uh, he was not in training. So um, just th- I don't know what that really means in terms for Morkum, but it is something worth noting. We could see uh, DeAndre Yedlin's stay here extended maybe uh, a little bit longer than he would like. Uh, and it, it, maybe for the next couple of weeks, it depends on how long Jamal Lewis is out for. Um, injury not really disclosed, but of course he did get kicked in the face. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that's really what this is about. Uh, so, I mean, I don't really care what we do in the back line. I would like to see those three in the midfield somehow make it happen. Um, I think at this point, yeah, player youngins, especially Maddie, who you've, you've re-signed and he pretty much walked away from the club because he wasn't going to get playing time, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. Anything else you have to add about what Newcastle's going to do? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see Gillespie start. I'd love to see Barlasar. I agree with uh, – well, we don't know about Matty. Uh, oh, yeah, he's still – yeah. Yeah, but Sean Longstaff definitely. Um, I, I know – I know. well, actually, Steve Bruce won't really have a – he hasn't had a press conference, and he won't for this. Um, so we won't know really what the lineup's going to be until he pretty much announces it. So – Jacob Murphy be, should should get a nod. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, we're gonna see Mer- Jacob Murphy. I think all, yeah, a hundred percent, all of that. Um, I think Ryan Fraser probably starts again, and um, we just go. I think, yeah, I agree with you. Four, two, three, one. Like, make this straightforward. It's a right now. It's a bottom table, League Two side. Uh, we should easily, with our bench, easily beat this team. I mean, even when Sean Longstaff wasn't ready for the premier league he was at loan on a league one side dominating the league so i think this is this should be a team that we should just easily control and walk over um so keep it straightforward don't do anything complicated four two three one get a win two nothing that's my prediction and and that's the thing is that i think that this is this is these are the types of matches you would imagine steve bruce who's not a tactician uh would would excel in it's literally, hey, guys, go out there, have fun. Like, um, uh, the only instruction is really take care of the ball and win the ball back. And it seems like in these cup matches, although Newcastle had a bit of a cup run, they struggled mightily to, to, to get to where they were in the FA Cup last season um, because they weren't doing those things. Like, they would let – and we saw it this past in the past match um, against Blackburn. Like, they'd let Blackburn – have possession it's like i get like not wanting to get tired or not wanting to get injured but like at least make them work to have possession don't just allow them to knock the ball back and forth even if you know they're not a threat because it's just a waste of everyone's time like newcastle could have easily put three past blackburn if they decided like hey we're not going to let them dominate possession we're going to literally win the ball back every time we lose the ball and just maintain possession create some chances blah 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 etc etc so i'd like to see newcastle do that Against again a League Two side, I don't even think we've played anyone that low in the Brewster. I think we've only played League One. I want to say Oxford. I want to say was yeah. League I don't one. remember. Yeah, Oxford and Rochdale were both League One. So I mean, and we I mean we didn't really control the match against either one of those teams either. So I'm hoping not on the first try at least. Yeah, I mean exactly, and they're able to do it. Like we've seen it in the second tries, all that kind of stuff. They're able to win handily or or at least put three goals past it, past, past the team and make it hard for them to, to really win. So that, I mean, that's all I asked for from Bruce. I, I, my expectations are low. Again, like I said, it has one nil win written all over it, but my actual prediction is going to be three, nothing win. I, I mean, it is a league two side. Like I've, 
I just hope we could, we have the ability with whoever. Yeah. Get Joel Linton out there, get him a hat trick, tell him to run, run like a chicken with his head cut off and just press the heck out of the center backs and, and, you know, maybe walk away with it uh, with a couple goals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going 2-0 Newcastle wins. So that would be lovely to do. All right. Next up, Elijah, let's, let's transition. Let's go to hot take of the week. Let's let's talk about the hottest take of the week for Newcastle Twitter. I can't. Yeah, um, Newcastle Twitter really uh, they they did themselves uh, they they outdid themselves this week uh, with the hot takes. Um, this one comes from Michael at Michael NUFC. He says, um, and he he's tweeted out a picture of Rafa Benitez. Uh, he says. Don't care what anyone says. We had the best manager since Bobby Robson, but he was lied to and forced out of the club by Ashley. Parentheses, unless you want to believe what Ashley and Charlie said. Close parentheses. He made us a threat and incapable of challenging once again. Um, very hot take that Rafa Benitez was the best manager we've had since Bobby <laughs> Robson. Just a mega hot take there. Uh, some of the comments as well, just like <sighs> – uh, like I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I like. Why did this even something that that's someone, <laughs> someone also tweeted out the win percentages of other managers, and it's like Hutton and Keegan have like fifty percent over fifty percent win percentage, and then like Robson, Roder, and Benitez all have like around the forty percent march. And I'm just like, I don't know. And then someone's like, Yeah, Roth Benitez is really good at defensive organization. We went from a top six team in terms of defensive stats to looking like we never played together before. Yes. Uh, yeah. All of these are, are valid things, none of which are hot takes. So, um, oh, Michael, uh, I mean, thank you for the tweet. I know you don't care what anyone says, um, but I, I hope you do know, man, that literally everyone agrees with you. I think Steve Bruce agrees with you. Um, not a hot take. Rafa Benitez, the best manager since Bobby Robson. Yeah. So, that, <laughs> there you go. Um Cool. Uh, let's move on to a little BS meter. Um, so uh, a little interesting week uh, for, for Newcastle. Um, for the BS meter, I guess we can start off with some outgoing players, Greg. Um, I yeah. think these are – I wouldn't even say this is BS. I think all of these are like they want this to happen, um, and everyone kind of wants this to happen. Akraf Lazar made his return to training at Newcastle, so he's done at the beach. Uh, so I think this is the first time he's been in training for – um, probably since January, maybe almost. It, yeah, probably since January. Um, the first time he's been <laughs> in training, uh, and so he is um back on U twenty threes. Steve Bruce has told him that uh, he is needs to find a new home. So uh, not really BS meter, just a, an announcement that Alcroft Lazar is on the transfer list for the. Fourth year in a row. So uh, we'll see if it happens. We'll see if it happens this time. Um, another one to, to just be on the lookout for, uh, DeAndre Yedlin. Um, again, not really much of a BS meter, just uh, an, an acknowledgement that he is a, a person who um, probably the most likely Newcastle player to actually get – I wouldn't say – maybe maybe actually get sold. Um, it seems like a lot of teams are actually moving towards trying to do a uh, – uh, try to get him, basically get Newcastle to buy out his contract um, and allow Yedlin to go somewhere for free. And it seems like the club's not really opposed to that. Like they'll, they're completely open to that. Um, so that he could be someone who who's leaving. Um, MLS is heavily linked. Uh, it's 
it's been said that he wants to return home. But again, like I'm not buying that because DeAndre Edlin makes a lot more money um, for playing for Newcastle than he will in MLS and MLS roster rules really don't allow for him to make the same amount of money without him being a designated player and no designated, no, no team should make DeAndre Edlin their designated player. Not only because you shouldn't make your fullback a designated player, but because DeAndre Edlin would DeAndre Edlin even be the best fullback in MLS right now? Uh, there, he'd be up there. Uh, that's yeah. That's, yeah uh, he'd, he'd I mean, Reggie Cannon's gone, so yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he'd be up be. there. He'd be a. You'd have a top five fullback in MLS. Yeah, there was an article not... with him that the the top five, the five MLS clubs that make the most sense for DeAndre, and it was uh, Chicago Fire, FC Cincinnati, LAFC, Nashville, and Austin FC. Yeah, I could see I could see one of the newer clubs trying to get DeAndre Yedlin uh, going in the next seat, like Austin. I could see that happening, but I don't. I would not pay him that much money. Uh, in a league MLS where you're just so limited in what you can do with, uh, yeah. with, with money. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so let's get on to some actual rumors. Uh, one uh, that is uh, interesting. Um, we were, we were told by reluctant Nico, Nico, reluctant Nico. I don't know what his name is uh, earlier last week that we we're going to be linked to some, some young, some South American player that is on the books and he's, he's going to be a player that we're linked to and Newcastle fans immediately jumped to a very, very lofty conclusions and named like actual hot South American transfer targets right now um, that are, no, they're just not going to be, um, they're not going to be, uh, they're not going to go to Newcastle. Um, And what ended up happening is that we got linked to uh, a guy named Rodrigo Vilca, who is an attacking midfielder. Uh, He is, one for the future, more of a prospect. Looks like this deal's pretty much done. Um, I think Navi Solano is the is the Newcastle player that um, is uh, is is. I wouldn't say like like friends with him, I guess, um, but like mm-hmm. knows of the player. Kind of made the connection there. Um, but looks like he will be coming into Newcastle at some point from Deportivo Municipal um, and likely loaned out or. Uh, or sent to the U23s, he would enter Greg's prospect list because I think he is 21. So, um. uh, well, I think it's pretty much done. Yeah. That, so the BS saying, is no like, BS. <laughs> like negative. Like um, it's, it's negative BS to the fact that before this, Greg and I were discussing like uh, trying to get Roberto Rojas to, to do some research for us and let us give us the, the lowdown on this guy. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, going to be interesting to see how he transitions to England. The weather—it's definitely—it's a culture shock for sure. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, we'll see if he makes an appearance in the top twenty prospects. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you'd imagine that how how much Newcastle paid for him. Uh, yeah, that, there's a, there's a really good chance, but you just you just never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, and then the other one, this one, there's a, there's two more, actually. Both of these, I don't know. Uh, Daniel Rujani, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't even take this seriously. He's, he's at Juventus. Um, he was at Empoli. Um, wait. What? I don't know why this is bugging me out i was i was very confused i was reading his transfer profile i was say he was on loan at empoli like years ago but he's been at juventus for 
the past couple seasons. 26-year-old yeah. center back. Obviously, Newcastle do need a center back. We just let Lejeune go out on loan. Um, Rob Holding, that's not happening anymore. He looks like he's going to be in Arsenal first-team plans. This is an interesting one. Uh, Rujani is not necessarily in the plans for Juventus. Um, his current market value is just under uh, – he's just over 11 million British pounds. So it's it's something that could happen, um, but I don't know. Uh, BS meter on this. Yeah, I think this is a realistic link because he's completely out of favor. A lot of people are reporting it's been – there's us, West Ham, and Ren in France yeah. are going for it. Um, that's going to be – it's going to be interesting to see, but, like, I know – I know, especially with Lejeune going on loan, it's definitely something we, we need. And if we can get a coup and, and with a player like out of like asked to leave, yeah, he's obviously not going to play at Juve. And uh, we could probably get a deal for him. Maybe it's a loan to buy, something like that I could see Newcastle doing. So, yeah, yeah I, think, I think this is something that we should watch for sure. Love yeah. This. And uh, this is another one. It's actually, uh, I would say, a uh, pretty much an NUFC uh, advanced analytics nerd uh, favorite, TIFO favorite as well. Uh, Samare is is available. Uh, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Uh, of course, Samare is the, the Italian. Uh, not he's not. Why I say Italian? He's French. We were just talking about. He's a French defensive midfielder, um, and he's he's. Graded as literally one of the best uh, defensive midfielders in league, uh, um, probably one of the one probably going to be. Um, sorry, probably going to be playing for the French national team soon if he hasn't already been called up for Nations League. Uh, but yeah, plays at Lille. Um, they are looking to. I think the the rumor price was ten million euros is what he's going to be available for. Um, mm-hmm. And Newcastle have once again, uh, they're they're sniffing. They're essentially doing. A, it's actually this one. This one makes a little bit sense for what Newcastle are being rumored to do. They're apparently sniffing around, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. They're basically doing a thing where they're just waiting for everyone else to like like the interest to just die down, and then they'll come in and, and swoop in and just get them for just incredibly cheap. So. Yeah. Um, he's apparently like the backup option for Arsenal if any of if their targets don't come through. But again, we're at a stage where like a lot of deals are starting to get done. So it'd be, I'd be shocked if uh, if um, if like they don't get any of their their first targets. Um, so I don't know, this is just one to to look out for. It, it seems like it's like Arsenal and then Newcastle, and I don't really know anyone else in the Prem who's interested um, in them as well. Yeah, I, I think this is full of BS. I, I would just be shocked if he came here. Um, I saw Milan being linked to him earlier. I've heard that we have like a 32 million pound bid rejected like a couple weeks ago. I think we, we talked about it on this. But and, that was before they lowered their asking price. It was literally the week before they lowered their asking price because they don't have any money. And they're like, oh, maybe we should have accepted that bid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, then, and then Milan, they were linked that to him and then they signed to Nolly. That that bid kind of sh- tells me then that it didn't happen because, like, if they said, like, if they just went out and said we're lowering our asking price, they would have just gone to Newcastle and said, like, hey, we'll accept your bid. Yeah, like that's like, true. Th- then I don't. Even but then again, I don't. I don't know if I. I personally don't know if we can really because I'm pretty sure when we said BS meter on this. I don't know if we really bought the Newcastle bid thirty two million for this player. 
Yeah. Um, just given the fact that like at the time we, our budget was supposed to be 35 mil. So I don't, yeah. I honestly have, I have no idea about this. I could see it being true. If what people are saying that, that Newcastle are just waiting for uh, <laughs> waiting for the asking price to just get lower and lower and then try to get them at the end of a, uh, at the end of the at the end of the transfer window, I can see that happening. Will it actually happen? I don't know. It seems like all the teams that were linked him are kind of filling that role. Um, not Samari, it's Sangari. I keep getting them confused. Ibrahim Sangari, big mistake by me. Um, but essentially, like Samari is not leaving Leal for less than sixty-five million pounds. He's he actually is best central defensive mid in league, uh, and Sangari is right up there with him. But and. Everything else about that's right. Arsenal linked him. AC Milan linked him. A lot of clubs are linked to Sangari, but a lot of those clubs have have filled a lot of their needs. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. For me, I'm I'm in on Newcastle waiting and seeing because they Newcastle don't necessarily need to sign Sangari. Um, they've kind of set at the midfield position, but I wouldn't be mad if they signed him because like he would be kind of the player a player that would would fit what Newcastle is trying to do. Um. And I don't really know if they're outside of maybe another fullback or a center back. I don't know where else we need to really improve. Um, people are going to say striker, but at this point, Newcastle have four strikers, um, all of which Steve Bruce seems to think highly of. So I don't see Newcastle going and getting another striker, personally speaking. Um, yeah. That's all I have for BS meter. I'm not even going to entertain some of the other ridiculous rumors because they just don't make any sense. Um, but yeah, that's all it right. for me on that. We'll, we'll get into now some odds and ends before we close out this episode. Um, Oba Fendi Martins is going to China. Yeah. Great, great time to go to China right now. And it, where to he's Wuhan. going in China. Yeah, to <laughs> Wuhan. Yeah. Um, hey, got to get that, gotta get that, that, that money. Uh, I can't be mad at him. Do you know the details of that? Like how much? I, I think I, it, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm pretty sure it's a free transfer. Okay. Well, I, know, know, I mean, he's like, what it's his like, contract is is what I what I mean. Oh, How I mean, it was uh, the the whole the whole site was in it was not in English, so I'm <laughs> I'm it. not even gonna if if I find it right now because I've got it pulled up. If I see it, then I'll I'll let you know. But like when I went to their website initially, like it was in Chinese, so I was okay. like, oh maybe this is the wrong site. <laughs> um, also, there's an update on fans returning. It looks like that's going to be suspended. Um, on Tuesday. It, it brought, there was confirmation that the phase return are now on hold. Uh, the cabinet office minister, Michael Grove said um, a lot of statements about it said it was, he's, this is his quote said, it was the case that we were looking at a stage program of more people returning. It wasn't going to be the case that we were going to have stadiums thronged with fans. What we do know is to make sure that as and when circumstances allow, get more people back. The virus is less likely to spread outdoors and indoors, but again, it's in the nature of major sporting events that there's a lot of mingling. People look back now at the beginning of the pandemic at some of the major sporting events and then ask the question, why were they allowed to go ahead? We must, what we must do is look at the sporting events now with caution, but what we also recognize that sport is a vital part of the, this nation and we're looking at everything we can do to support our athletes, our great clubs through what will be a challenging time. Uh, so that, yeah, that's going to be, on hold uh, now questions and, and people will look to Newcastle as to what will they do with ticket refunds, those things, uh, because it could be six months before fans get to see and, and they're still paying full season tickets right now. 
Yeah. And I mean, what's interesting is that, I mean, and one of my friends brought this up. It'll be interesting to see like the Premier League clubs, they're obviously going to take a hit and they did, but I don't know how well League One and Championship clubs are going to be able to survive. I mean, League One, League Two, maybe Championship clubs will be fine, but I mean, it's it's going to be tough to the longer they go without fans, uh, the the worse it's going to get for them. We've already seen kind of fire sales at a at established Championship clubs, kind of selling players because players they don't want to sell, but they need to sell in order to cover you know the wage bill of everyone else, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I also do have an update on Obafemi mm-hmm. Martins. Uh, <laughs> one, he's 35, which I don't know if we, we knew this, but he is 35. Uh, and he's joined on a one-year loan deal after his contract was terminated with a different Chinese side, Shanghai Xinhua. So um, I don't know why his contract was terminated, um, but it was. And now he's with Wuhan on a one-year deal. Um, so yeah, good for him. It's kind of crazy when you look at the clubs he's played for, because uh, it's like the dude's had a career: Inter Milan, Newcastle, Wolfsburg, Seattle Sounders. <laughs> just, just well, what a what a what a selection the clubs that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, some some more odds and ends. The U18s drew in their first matchup in the U18 Premier League. Uh, we had goal scorers Michael. Nduweni. We'll see if he turns out to be pretty good. He, he, had, a, he had a really good day. And then uh, Jamil. Uh, oh, man. I'm going to mess this up. It's okay, man. Cool. Uh, <laughs> that person scored. <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll get his name and uh, we'll, we'll shout him out. But um, the other one is U21s. They got kind of slaughtered today on Tuesday by Shrewsbury Town in the EFL Trophy. Um, nine of the 11 starters were on my top 20 list. Did not go well, though. Shrewsbury Town won 3-0. Some loan updates. Florian Lejeune played. That's the update. Oh, good. Um, he played all, all 90 minutes for Alaves. Um, it was a goal scored by Hasselu, though. Even though they lost 2-1, to one, Hasselu got the goal. And um, we also saw former Newcastle player Kennedy play for Granada. So yeah, about to say Kennedy's in Ooh. La Liga. Yep. Um, Yoshinori Muto hasn't played yet. Uh, Kellen Watts, Plymouth Argyle is pretty interesting club to follow right now because it's just goals. Uh, I I looked at their out. So in their four matches they played this season, Plymouth Argyle has scored 19 goals and they've given up 10. Um, oh, sorry, I read that so wrong. I like I have it right in front of me, but I. Oh no, it's wrong. the opposite. It's Ten, they've scored nineteen total goals have been scored. Ten, they've scored nine oh. against. I said nineteen. Yeah, sorry. So a lot of goals. I mean, in four matches, that's look that extremely insane. high amount of goals. Nineteen. That's goals. a Leeds like, number. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, Leeds is going on that bar right now. Um, Jake Turner, not good. Gave up five goals. Um, Tom Allen and Mo Sangari are holding it down at Accrington Stanley. Um, Mo wasn't named in the squad most recently, and Tom came on as a sub. So watching to see what happens there. And Freddie's being Freddie at Swans. Um, Any last updates for you, my dearest Elijah? Um, No. Um, 
I just I always forget Mo Sangari. I just I don't know why I forget that he's a Newcastle player. I do this every single episode. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I forgot Mo Sangari's a Newcastle player. Yeah. And I was literally funny. that was like one of the first that was one of the first youth team signings I think we talked about on this podcast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I I would have no idea actually who that would be, but he's been here for a while and he's a first team player for Liberia. So there's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, shout out to him and shout out to Greg. If you want to hear more about uh, the U team and all that kind of stuff, uh, definitely check out his, his, I wouldn't say power rankings. I guess it is a ranking. It's a rankings of the 20 yeah. best prospects in Newcastle. He's going to be updating that list. And who knows with Rodrigo Vilca, he, that could be someone who slots in there and kicks someone else out. You just never out. know. You just you never, never know. know. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to conclude episode 148 of chn radio we'll be with you tomorrow or actually sorry on thursday you'll get an episode for our recap of the match against morcom and we'll also preview spurs in that in that show as well uh but until then we bid you farewell i'm your host greg troxel that's the best damn coast in the land elijah newsome let's advance to the next round and away the last love you guys Looking at the old time bridge, I'm coming home, Newcastle. I may as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the club again, I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park if the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming To be a Jody and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're bawdy and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self pity and we're not so very tough. Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne. I'm coming home. Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in my mother saying, Hey, how we I'm coming home. Then I miss the old blind busker who stands at Phoenix door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. I love the Geordie heroes There's so many famous names Like Lindisfarne in Gaza Brendan Foster in the Gateshead Games I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dark at St James's Park If the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home Newcastle, you can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seen hitting her way. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I may as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll pray the dog is in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rear, I'm coming home.